1: Thank you for your presence today. God set everything in the heavens and the earth in perfect order, including resting in him and worshiping him. Our loving God provides six days for us to labor and one day to rest and worship him. God, who can do whatever he wants to, could have mandated one day of labor and six days of rest and worship. But he selflessly ordained six days of labor and one day of rest and worship for him. And sometimes we won't even give him that. Listen with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us.
2: And I have to know how much is enough. My wife has to know that. We can't be all things to all people. The church is too big. I wish I could be all things. To every basketball game of a child, every football game, every wedding. I wish I could do every funeral, every hospital visitation. That's why we need leadership. That's why we need delegations of authority in the church. So that my hands won't get so tired in the work. People will kill you if you let them. See, number two, why do people struggle to rest themselves? They feel indispensable. They assume their workplace cannot function without them. They feel indispensable. If you think that your company can't go on without you, you are self-deceived. <laughs> the joke is on you. Just leave or die and see if anything stops. Huh? See if, that, see if H-E-B is going to fold up because you're not there anymore. Whatever company you're in, whatever you do, I don't care whether you're a teacher, you're a doctor, lawyer, uh, custodian, whatever you are. It's gonna go on. Sometimes they'll even come to your funeral, and sometimes they go to the funeral, cry with you, and then go take a smoke and go out to lunch and eat fried chicken. (laughs) It's amazing how you know. You know, funerals always amaze me. Funerals are just a funerals are quite fascinating.
1: (laughs) The casket. Oh, oh, God! There goes sister Cheryl. Let's go. Oh, he's gone.
2: He's gonna go and go out
1: and outside. Hey, girl, how you? Oh,
2: I thought you were crying in there. Where has the morning gone that quick? Watch folks, it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's amazing. Those tears can come on, boom, boom. Nothing's gonna stop. <laughs> And the others others, you, you say, no, 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 until you can die and we don't have to make one adjustment. That's the other side. You say, boy, he's preaching a balanced message today. I mean, you can die and we don't, we don't have to replace you in one ministry. The, 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 the tennis section will still be full. All the Sopranos will be there. Huh? Nobody's absent from, you're not, you, nobody has to fill a gap in the media ministry, the children's ministry, and the tutorial ministry, and all the other ministries That's 60 ministries, y'all. And we, and, and, and there's not one ministry to, re, that has to be replaced because you did nothing. Did nothing. God has done all for you. He lived for you. He bled for you. He died for you. He rose for you. And he's coming back again for you. And yet you give him absolutely nothing. What's wrong with you? You are not here to warm a seat. You think you can, that the, the workplace can't do without you. Huh. You arrogant. You arrogant. James 4.16 says, but now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. You're just as proud you as you can be if you think your job can't go on without you. Number three, number three, third thing. Why do people struggle to rest themselves? They think they are invincible. They assume they can work 60 or more hours without physical repercussions. Which is a result of pride. I can work more. I gotta get out of debt. I gotta get this. I gotta get that. I gotta get this toy. I gotta get this gadget. I gotta get more. I got when I get this, then I'll be. And then you never stop. And you sixty hours, seventy hours, eighty hours. And you you're fooling yourself. The spirit of in, being invisible is a dangerous thing. Let me share something powerful with you. Your work is not your life, and it should not define who you are. That's right. That's right. You don't get your self-esteem stroked from your job. What happens when you don't have that job? That's right. You need to seek to live a healthy, well-balanced life. Your job shouldn't define who you are. It is possible to work yourself to an early grave. That's what's wrong with America. There was a time when they had something like the blue law. Do y'all remember that? The the, the the young folk don't know about that. You know, I just had a birthday, so I can call y'all young folk. Now, y'all say, look at him. I'm 80. He called himself young. I'm still. But let me tell you something. I'm, I'm older than a whole lot of folk in here, and I'm old enough to know about the blue law. Anybody else know what I'm talking about in here? That's when everything was closed. If you didn't get it on Saturday, you had to wait till Monday. That's right. Everything. You couldn't bank. You couldn't go. Wasn't no Walmart. You couldn't go to no grocery store. You, you had to get gas. You got everything on that Saturday. It was closed. We had a day of worship and rest. And now you can leave out of here and you can go downtown. Everything's open. You can go at midnight, 24 hours. And we wonder why we're killing ourselves. You see, you work yourself to an early grave. Listen, people of God, it's better to make less money with less stress and have more time for the Lord's work and your family than to earn more, more, more money and be an absentee mom or dad. You're miserable and you're unfulfilled. What do you want? Which which do you prefer? More money or more time with your family? Huh? Proverbs 11, 2 says, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. See, and pride will take you over the cliff and it will destroy you. Back off the hours. Listen, grandma and mama, you remember how your IU mama, they, they had those jobs, but they, they came home and they knew how to cook. As a matter of fact, I remember my mama so well. Six children. I'm the oldest of six. And uh, she would do all her cooking on Saturday. All the clothes, everything was done. All she had to do, we went to worship, Sunday school and worship. And all she had to do was come home and heat up. And with the hour, we were all at the table eating uh, rice, rice and gravy and fried chicken and, uh, and, and oxtails. And you, y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, we, uh, cornbread and, and beans. Some good old-fashioned pinto beans. Y'all be like cooking and letting it simmer. You know, see, that's what's wrong. Y'all food don't taste good because you don't let it simmer. <laughs> similar of that flavor you know from that day before sets in that food it sets in that a real cook who barbecues know how to prepare that meat put that stuff on that meat and then put that meat in the fridge and let that let those ingredients soak to the God in that meat and then they put it on the pinch and then you hurt yourself because the season set in the food. Some of y'all will act better if you let the word of God set in you. You just get a quick verse, the uh, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and then you go on out the door. No, 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 you got to, you got to go on through that verse and let that, you got to meditate on that verse. You got to mull over that verse. You got to agonize over that verse, and all of a sudden, the word of God begins to simmer in you and change the tenor and tone of your life. Change how you walk, change how you talk, change what you you look at that because the word of God has soaked in you.
1: <laughs> Next, God blessed the day that He rested and said, In His word, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This day is specifically set aside to worship and adore our Heavenly Father. As God's own, we must follow the path He has created for us. God deserves all honor, glory, and praise every day. Yet even as His children, we find ourselves giving less time to the things of God and more time to the things of this world that have no spiritual significance. Listen as Pastor Rander continues.
2: Why do people struggle to rest themselves? Many often... Put everyone else's need before their own and therefore never rest. Many often put everyone else's needs before their own and therefore never rest. There's a penetrating powerful scripture that I want each of you to find. And if someone does not have a Bible, share your Bible with them so they can see this, this passage. Look at Mark chapter 6 verses 30 through 32. Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 32. When you find it, say amen. Okay, you're still getting there. Okay, Mark. Now, we go through the books of the Bible so you can get there a little faster. Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 32. Now, when you find it, say amen. amen. That's better. It says, then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things. Both what they had done and what they had taught. And Jesus said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Come aside huh? by yourself. See, some of y'all scared to get by yourself because you got all this techie stuff on you. Everything's going off to remind you where you ought to be, little bells and little whistles and little this and a little that and a gadget here and a gadget there. And all of a sudden, even when you're by yourself, you're not by yourself. Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place. That's a place where you won't be disturbed and rest a while. For there were many, why? There were many coming and going, and they were not even, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. I've come to think now, to know now that some people don't want to be by themselves. You always got to have somebody talking to you. Television got to talk to you. The internet got to talk to you. Cell phones got to talk to you. You bring that stuff. I tell folks, why do you bring a a Bluetooth or ear gadgets in the church, in in, in the worship experience? It's because you're anticipating an interruption. Huh? And and, and when are you going to learn to rest with the Lord and yourself? Their mothers and fathers and grandparents rearing their, their children's children, who give so much of themselves to their family, so much of themselves to their friends, until, until they're totally exhausted, you're burned out, and you have absolutely no rest or time for yourselves. If you fail to rest yourself, you will self destruct. Jesus, the God of the universe, often took his disciples to a solitary place to rest, and we must follow his example. Why do people struggle with rest? Number five, some have a competitive spirit. They want to be the best and be seen as number one. You see, you gotta be the best. You compete. You compete. You somebody gets someone gets something, you gotta find it, you gotta get something a little bit better. Your, your gadget worked, but the new I, iPad 6, 7, 8, iPhone 29. Huh? Yours working, but th- th- watch, watch with Christmas. Uh, Black Friday, they, they lock, two miles long, lines to get stuff, and yours already working. You got to have the best. You want to be number one. You got to be the best employee. You got, you want to be, you want to be the employee of the month. And all all that's good. You're trying to position yourself. Galatians six, four says, I love what the new living translation says, pay careful attention to your own work. Let me compete with everybody else for then you will get the satisfaction of a job. Well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Isn't that plain? <laughs> the spirit of, com- of of comparison and competition will strip your rest because you got to be first in everything, or you want the first gadget. Number six. Why do people struggle with wet rest? Uh, some have poor time management. Poor time management. You load your, your day with so many tasks that you do not have time to adequately rest. God gives us all the same amount of time in a day. That's 24 hours a day. Huh? And some of you don't know how to manage your time, and neither do you know how to manage yourself. We talk to college students all the time. Uh, Those college nights, you need to bring your children. We have a nun coming up around Christmas time. We just had one in July. My wife and I labor with all these college students from all over, from all the other places around the city. And we say, you're not going to get very far if you don't know how to manage yourself and manage time. You see, and some of y'all put too much work in your day to the detriment of of your life physically. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 23 says, for all his days are sorrowful. And his work burdensome. Even in the night, his heart takes no rest. This also is vanity. I know there are times where you have to stay up and burn some midnight oil. I burn the midnight oil for you all the time. But I know when to work in my rest. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, if you're trying to, if you maybe there's a major exam, or maybe there's something. There'll be sometimes that has. You have to go outside of the norm, but normatively speaking, you know, and some of you, you create all this anxiety because you wait till the last moment. You knew that paper was due, you knew that test was coming, you knew you had this uh, particular thing. That's whatever it was, whatever it is to get this license, the bar, to get some exam for teachers or whatever it is, and you wait a school exam, a final exam, and here you are, you just lollygag, lollygag, and two, or three hours before you sweating, and I'm 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 chilling out. Then I used to make students, my, my students, uh, not my students, but my friends mad in school because when a research paper was due you had know, to get the whole syllabus and all things when they're due and all that stuff i always had a practice of doing the harder things first that's right and then did the easier things last huh yeah and i, I whatever and what i did i started the day i got it and i put myself on a regimented schedule to have it ahead of time so that i won't be in a frenzy When the papers are due. Huh? You got to learn time management. You got to learn how to self-manage yourself. You know, but there, but, but, but I'm not talking about, uh, when when you have occasionally do those kinds of things, uh, uh, exams and papers and things, you have to burn some oil to, to make, you know, to, to get to be where you want to be. It's when you practice it and you just go overboard and overboard with your work, overboard with your work, and overboard, and all of a sudden you're no good to yourself and no one else. You know when I know it's time to stop for me to stop studying is when I begin to read and nothing makes sense. I got to go over it three times and I haven't understood what I read yet. I said, let me to Take yourself to bed. When you got to go over it and you still not getting it, turn it off. I say, I'm going, I'm going to get up, Lord, get me up early in the morning. This is not making sense. This passion is not making sense. I'm going to rest myself so I can be alert and really be able to feed, to feed myself uh, adequately. Number seven, why do people struggle with rest? Uh, they struggle with rest because they are unable to leave work at work. Many would rather bring their work home Many would rather bring their work home with them or the office out of their home and have difficulty separating office hours from family life. Not you. Oh, I got a job at home. I can stay home and do. I don't have to drive to work. Goodie. Well, maybe not so goodie. Because if you can't organize yourself. You can flunk out at home working at home because of the inability to separate work from family life because you're in the house and you, and you can't. You, you struggle with being able to decipher somebody understand what I'm talking about. And and, and, you, and so so sometimes it's better for some of you to drive to work because you kill yourself if you office out of your home and others of you have the discipline to to make that distinction Do the hours, even multitask, but then make sure that family life is where it should be in that house. You see, Ecclesiastes 2.23 says, again, for all his days are sorrowful and his work burdensome. Even in the night, his heart takes no rest and there is no vanity. Ecclesiastes 2.23 B says, and right in that verse, even in the night, his heart takes no rest rest. Now, let's transition. What are the consequences of not having a day of rest? What is the consequences? What are the consequences of not having a day of rest or having rest? Uh, Number one, it severely damages your family and deprives children of their parents. Proverbs 15, 27 says, whoever is greedy For unjust gain troubles his own household. It severely damages your family when you overwork and it deprives the children of their mom and dad. Parents, what does it profit you to overload yourself with so many hours at work, receiving big paychecks, fill your lives with so many nice things and then lose your family? That child needs a daddy, needs a mother. Those children need, they need parents. They don't need latchkey, latchkey kids getting into everything so that you can continue to pay for the couch that you don't have time to sit on. Huh? Don't make sense to me, you know? Maybe you don't have to have all of that. Get something that's suitable. Number two. <laughs> Y'all yeah, catch it after a while. What are the consequences of not having rest? Number two, it affects your attitude and mood. One becomes grouchy. You agitated. You argumentative. You're defensive. And you're downright mean. Galatians 5.15 says, but if you bite And devour one another. Beware lest you be consumed by one another. Please hurry up daddy and mama. And get yourself some rest. So you won't be so difficult to deal with. You come home all mad. Because of what happened on that job. You bring it all home. You take it out on the wife. You take it out on the children. And, and, and you just, you People can't rejoice that you're coming home because your mouth poked out. You can't kiss your child. Can't hug your husband. That's yes, right. Wives, y'all you leave your husbands well kissed. Husbands, y'all you leave your wives well kissed. Y'all enjoy seeing one another. Yes, yes. Wait a minute. Everybody in here say amen if you marry. Yes. you're married. You're you bite and devour. When when you don't have rest, you husbands and wives who have been victim, tell your spouse, please, honey, go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. It's time for you to go to bed. I I see it and I hear it. Go to bed. Send your spouse to bed. (laughs) Number three. one, One becomes sleep deprived and not mentally alert. Even putting you and your family at risk when driving. Psalms 107.43 says, whoever is wise will observe this. You need not be, you shouldn't be sleep deprived uh, when you're driving. A sure sign you're sleep, de- sleep deprived is when you can fall asleep at the wheel. Have anybody ever done that? You nodded at the wheel. Come on, let's come on, come on. You, you never, come on, let, let me see some of hands in here. Okay? I know at the time or two. I I'm just you just know. Y'all y'all scared to be honest before God. You fall asleep at the wheel while driving or at that long signal light and the driver behind you has to honk his horn to get you moving. That'll kill you.
1: That'll kill you. God has given us an impeccable plan for labor, rest and worship we suffer because we do not adhere to it. And because we don't adhere to it, we find ourselves struggling. The good news is we don't have to. As Pastor Rander concludes today's message, listen closely as he walks us through the scripture for the answers to our struggles. We have the access, we just have to tap into it. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church. Located in Converse,
0: Texas. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn